Hi, everyone. This week, we're replaying one of our favorite episodes from the first couple years of the podcast. We hope you enjoy it, and we'll be back next week with a new episode. Thanks. Welcome to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne, a fitness and nutrition podcast for normal people who want to be more awesome. If you have trouble deciding between Just One More Cupcake and Just One More Kettlebell Swing, this is the podcast for you. I'm Joanna Shawflam. I'm an actor, a comedian, and a normal person. And I am Daphne Yang. I'm a certified personal trainer, nutrition counselor, and the creator of Hit It, New York's ultimate high-intensity interval training workout. Before we get started, remember to talk to your doctor before beginning any workout or nutrition plan. Today we're talking about stress. <laughs> Let's talk about stress, baby. <laughs> Let's talk about you and me and all the things I have to do that are keeping me up at night. I don't know. I sort of lost the end there. Uh, You're like Wayne Brady. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my gosh, what a compliment. I know. As an improviser. Exactly. I think that is the... I have a um, friend who once chased epitome. Wayne Brady down at a county fair. <laughs> Because she was so into him. I'm such a huge fan. He's, yeah. he's the best. Whose line is it anyway? Yes. Yeah. Live for that show. <laughs> Live. Mm-hmm. It's giving me life. <laughs> um, so we're talking about stress. And if you have questions about stress or anything else, you can always send us your questions and we'll answer them on the podcast. Just like a real podcast. We yeah. are a real podcast. We totally <laughs> we are. We totally are. Uh, but you can email us at info at justonemorepodcast.com. You can tweet us at justonemorepod. You can leave comments on our Instagram page, which is at justonemorepod. You can question us on Facebook uh, and we'll get right back to you. Um, so, yeah, send us your questions. We're happy to hear them. And Daphne actually has helpful information. <laughs> I mostly have jokes and songs I made of new lyrics, too. <laughs> and that is why we compliment each other right. in life. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about stress. Um, everybody's got stress. Everybody's got it. Uh, it is very hip to be stressed. It is. Um, it is popular to be popular. stressed. People brag about being stressed. Yes. There's like stress Olympics for who's the most stressed. <laughs> right. Um, what's your, what has been your personal relationship to stress you know, over the years? Stress is really interesting. I, I now have a better handle on my stress and I have actively tried to reduce my stress levels. Um, despite life progressing and more things happening in life, Uh, actually feeling better like I have a better grasp on everything because I have actively tried to reduce my stress levels Mm -hmm. and I think that I have a pretty decent relationship with it right now Mm -hmm. seeing as my job in life is to help people reduce their stress right with exercise so um I just have to I just have to make sure that I apply everything I tell my clients and my and my students and make sure that I am practicing what I am preaching. Totally. <laughs> what well, about you? I imagine that that's a big thing for you that like almost everyone who is coming to you is like bringing their stress. Yeah. And yeah. I think when you are providing an, like an individual personalized service like you do or like tutors do, or like, you know, I guess like a personal chef or yeah, whatever, yeah. anyone who does that kind of thing, you're like the receiver of other people's stress oh, all day. Absolutely. And like, I imagine it's really hard to figure out how to separate like other people's energy. Yeah, from... That's actually something I really struggled with for yeah. a really long time was, uh, and I, and you know, I'm naturally a very empathetic person. Mm-hmm. Like that is how I, I think I just, we met in acting up, school. We, we met in acting school. Um, and I think that I, I feel like that being an empathetic person is great for so many 
for so many reasons, you know, I get to, I, I really enjoy connecting with people and I really am able to kind of put myself in their shoes and that's how I'm able to help them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but at the same time, for the first few years of my training career, uh, uh, carrying all of their stress with me throughout the entire rest of the day. And now I'm much better about separating separating myself from their stressors and, and during their session, um, instead of kind of going there with them, yeah. whatever it is they are talking about or feeling or whatever is happening, instead of me going there with them and feeling it with them, uh, I feel like I'm a much better coach and um, I'm probably a more present coach now that I mm-hmm. figured out how to how to separate that yeah um, how to just be present and how to be there for them and that actually has helped reduce my my emotional stress levels mm-hmm. makes sense yeah what about you what's your relationship with with stress I've always been a person who had a lot of stuff going on like you know from young age I was always like you know doing a bunch of dance classes and also in the play and uh, and I've sort of continued that kind of scheduling into my adult life, especially now that I'm a freelancer, my schedule is like all over the place and it's like 50 different jobs. Um, none of which add up to one whole real job. Um, (laughs) but, uh, I think as I get older, my stress is different. I definitely have more, um, anxiety as I get older than I did when I was younger. When I was younger, I think I would just sort of feel like tired or, um, or maybe like irritated mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was stressed. And, um, the older I get, I think the, the larger part of my stress is taken up with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that happens to a lot of people as they get older, but, um, it's definitely been something that I try to address. Um, and, uh, finding ways to, decrease stress has been something you and I have worked on a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, so we'll probably talk about that more in the episode. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, as a person who, you know, was high achieving in a traditional way as a young person and then, uh, wants to be high achieving as an adult stress, I think is part of that. And some of it is real stress and some of it is self-inflicted stress. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Some of it is actual uh, so, some things are very valid to be stressed about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am noticing a lot in, I think, in our adult lives and a lot of people we might be surrounded by. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times uh, people do create the stress for themselves and, mm-hmm. and within themselves. And how to start letting go of that. Uh, you and I get very psychological here. Totally. Just one more podcast. So psychological. <laughs> we, we get pretty deep. Um, and how to let go of some stress, but still feel validated as a successful and busy human um, while starting to understand that stress is not necessarily a, a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, so we can even talk about like, well, what is stress? Yeah, let's like, talk what, about what that is because it one thing that you have introduced me to is that stress is not just like, oh, I feel very busy. Like <laughs> yeah. there are um, mental or like, I guess you would say like psychological and emotional stressors or there's psychological and emotional stress. And there's also physical stress. So Mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit about what the, absolutely. Also, this is a great, um, test of our voice and speech training because stress has so many S's going on and everyone is going to be listening to us say S in the microphone like a million times. Yeah. So, uh, trying really hard not to whistle on those S's. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's such a good point. Um, Rebecca was the name of our voice and speech teacher. Rebecca, Rebecca, shout out to Rebecca. 
What was her last name? I don't know. Oh, no. That's feel terrible. Bad. Oh, my gosh. She taught us a lot. She did. I think that's why you and I sound so great on that's air. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Stress. That was a lot. That was a whistle. There was totally a whistle there. The more we talk about it, the worse it gets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what so is what... the difference between like a, phys- or a, mm-hmm. a physical stressor and a uh, psychological and mm-hmm. emotional stressor or those different kinds of stress? They are absolutely different kinds of stress. So stress is defined as a real or perceived threat to your body or your ego. So real or perceived. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So a real or perceived threat. So some threats are real, some are perceived, uh, which kind of will go back to what we were just saying, how some people feel stress that they might not actually Mm -hmm. need to feel. So there are psychological stressors and there are physical stressors. So there are two different types of stressors and they are very, very different. I feel like what we are normally talking about when we talk about like, I feel stressed is um, emotional and psychological stressors. So let's Definitely. start there. Definitely. So, mm-hmm. so psychological stress- stressors. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I never should have said anything about it. <laughs> now I'm going to be just whistling all the time. <laughs> so um, psychological stressors, emotional stressors fall into. Fall into. Thank you. Uh, they fall into that care- category, and emotional stressors are things like depression anxiety, grief, um, loneliness is a part of that. So these are things that we feel. So these are the stressors that come about when maybe life is getting a little bit busy. Maybe life is getting a little bit frantic. Maybe something just happened and we are really sad. Maybe something happened that just made us really angry. So these are all emotional stressors. So for the most part, Actually, no, for the majority of the, the time, these emotional stressors are not life-threatening. So right, we have, I'm probably not going to die of sadness. Mm-hmm, like, we, we might feel like we are. Right, you know, totally. And we might feel like we are, um, uh, like, either depression or grief or anxiety, like, that mm-hmm. is weighing very heavily. Right, I don't say that to diminish oh, those yeah, feelings yeah. at all. I just mean, like, on a, on a purely Physical. rational physical level. These are not life-threatening. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a reason why we're saying that, which mm-hmm. will lead me into our next type of stressor. We have our physical stressors. So physical stressors are things like getting an infection, anything that might trigger inflammation in your body. So I'll go back to our yeah. inflammation so episode. So definitely listen back to that inflammation episode, which just aired a couple weeks ago. That's a really good one. Uh, exposure to cold temperatures. For me, that's a huge one. And, and, and that for me, that or for some people, that might be more of a stressor than for other people. Like I know for me personally, cold temperatures wreak havoc on my body. Environmental toxins, that's a physical stressor. Pain, injury, smoking, alcohol, drugs, um, excessive exercise. These are all physical stressors. So an example, when I tore my ACL, I went through 
a lot of stress during that time because <laughs> I imagine. it was both types of stressors. Yeah, I had I had uh, uh, you know something terrible happen to an entire part of my body, so that was the physical stressor. Mm-hmm. So of course you know a ligament was severed, so that's a physical stressor, and that my blood is rushing to that area. My body is working so hard; it knows something is wrong. It's mm-hmm. like red flag, alarm bells, alarm bells. But then at the same time, that was also an emotional mm-hmm. stressor, and I was very stressed about many things involving that. So So like the physical stress is sort of your body in that situation. The physical stress is your body saying like, Oh no, I'm not going to be able to run if a saber toothed tiger comes after me. Mm -hmm. That's bad. Mm -hmm. Um, but the emotional part of you is like, uh, or the emotional and psychological stressor is like, Oh, my life has changed forever. (laughs) And both of those things are stressful and both have a real effect on the body, but only one is a potential like, uh, life Mm -hmm. ender. And now here's the thing. Here's the catch with all of this. The body doesn't know the difference between an emotional stressor and a physical stressor. The body does not know that emotional stressors are not life threatening. You might personally know that right. that the stress you're feeling is your not, conscious brain. Your conscious brain knows that you will not die if you don't get this paper in on time. <laughs> right. You will not die. Well, maybe if you have a terrible boss. No, uh, but, uh, uh, corporate world. No, just kidding. <laughs> but, corporate, um, corporate bosses corporate always bosses. killing people when they don't get their stuff in on time. Have you time. seen horrible bosses? No. Is that what happens? So funny. Spoiler well, alert. no, they're all trying to kill their bosses. Oh. Yeah, it's hysterical. I love both of them. Um, really, really great comedy. So, uh, so the human body does not know that this stress, um, and we're just using examples for this, but this anxiety you feel, this Mm -hmm. panic you feel over, um, a deadline coming up. Say you need to, to get these, um, Say you need to get these documents out by 5 PM on Friday. I hope we're like making up what we think office people say. (laughs) <laughs> I can see it in your face. You're like, Do you see the we wheels turning? Documents, documents. <laughs> by five. I think yes. five p.m. is TPS report. Is that what time work finishes on a Friday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to get these reports out. Totally. So your body does not know that this stress, this panic, you are. Um, feeling it doesn't realize that it's not life threatening. Um, fear is a huge one. Fear, yeah, um, fear is a big remember, emotional one. So I was on the track team in high school, and I should not have been on the track team because I was not good at track. Um, but I, I ran mid distance, which is where they put the high school track athletes who are not good at track. And I ran the 800, and the 800 is actually kind of brutal because it's at around a half mile, but you're basically sprinting like maybe not as fast as the 400 but you're running pretty fast mm-hmm. and um nights before track meets i would just lie there awake in terror oh no of the track meet just like i've never felt physical fear like that and i would have to talk myself like the rational part of my brain would have to say you are not going to die at this track meet you're it's going to be fine mm-hmm. it might be part of it too was that i knew it would be physically painful so I was like anticipating the physical pain of running the race, mm-hmm. but also I was just afraid of doing it, partly because I was bad at it. And so, so I would have like to... anxiety, lots of totally, anxiety there. Yeah, yeah anxiety, fe- fear, both physically and like emotionally. And I would have to sit there and talk to myself and say, by this time tomorrow, it will be over and you're still going to be alive. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but it was hard. Like my body did not listen. <laughs> yeah. You even had like physical responses mm-hmm. to it. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before we speak a little bit more about emotional and physical stressors and why your body regards them as the same and why that is not a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and like what happens to your body when it is under stress or too much stress, Mm -hmm. because stress is actually a good thing in the sense that it keeps our body alive. And that's what I'm going to kind of tangent yeah, yeah, into yeah. right now. I was going to say, so. because we always talk about, like, our bodies as caveman bodies, which mm-hmm, the idea which, of that is that, like, our body's goal is to keep us alive. It just hasn't adjusted to the fact that we're not cavemen. So as cavemen, why was stress keeping us alive? Because of the fight or flight response. Mm. So fight or flight uh, in moments of either... Um, moments of stress, if you will. I was about to say moments of terror and panic, and which is still pretty accurate. True, yeah. So um, say there's a... We always use tiger. a saber-toothed tiger. <laughs> we always use a saber-toothed tiger. It's a very scary It's a animal. very scary-sounding animal. It is. So in moments of stress, the human body was designed to either fight or flight. So the human body was designed to get the stress out of the body right then and there. Mm. Right then and there. The human body was either going to attack this saber-toothed tiger or caveman was either going to attack this saber-toothed tiger or rhinoceros or lion uh where did saber-toothed tigers and humans exist at the same point i'm a personal trainer not a um, (laughs) not an archaeologist in our flintstones version of the past they definitely yeah we're gonna say yes So we're just, we're going to just keep with the saber tooth tiger. Why not? So this caveman or cave woman was either going to try to fight this, um, saber tooth tiger or, or flee away. Or flee away. Um, so the, in that moment of either terror or panic or stress, the pupils would dilate. Vision would become very clear. Heart rate would quicken. Maybe palms would get sweaty all things that someone feels before they step on stage. Also all like the first that... several lines of um, Lose Yourself by Eminem discussing. Oh, really? <laughs> well, he's, <laughs> he's talking about like getting nervous before he like steps up to the mic. His palms are sweaty. That's so funny. Something oh my God, that's such a spaghetti. Great, that's so, that's such a great reference. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. But then using Eminem as an example, oh, then he no, steps up on the stage and then he is able to get that stress out by performing right mm-hmm. then and there. Same thing for us kind of in our, in our theater experiences. Have you had an experience where you discovered if you are more of a fight or a flight person? You know, I think for me, performance definitely made me realize I'm more of a fight person. Yeah. Because I actually had some pretty big social anxiety as a kid. I Hmm. remember I was actually very shy and Mm -hmm. very quiet. Like I didn't speak for a while. I know, I know that is kind of weird. And it wasn't really until taking theater classes at like age 11 Mm -hmm. that things really changed. But I do remember having my first memories of anxiety and my first memories of stress. Um, But like this form of stress and with like, you know, heart rate and yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. mean, there were still other, you know, emotional stressors that existed throughout my childhood, which I've been pretty open about, you know, struggles with weight and body image, um, which, yeah, that's more of an emotional stressor, but talking about this like very like quick 
fight or yeah, flight yeah, yeah. response. It was always before public speaking. It was mm-hmm. always before a speech class. So for me, I think maybe more of a fight in this fight response in the sense that I didn't run away and I chose to become a performer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what about I you? I fell down a waterfall once. Oh my God. Um. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, have you ever fallen down a waterfall, Daphne? I have not. That sounds um, terrible. When did this happen for you? So it wasn't terrible. Um, but it Are really, you sure? It really scared the adults I was with. So um, I was with a friend's family. Several of my friends in high school had gone up to Grand Marais in Minnesota mm-hmm. for like a fun weekend with, and our friend's parents were nice enough to like chaperone us. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we were doing a hike that was basically, like, through a shallow river. You, like, hike up the river, which means some, like, rock scrambling for these, like, little waterfalls. Mm-hmm. And um, we got to one, and I was climbing up, and I just lost my grip. Uh-huh. It wasn't like you see in the movies where, like, you know, Frodo or whatever, like, <laughs> goes over the waterfall in the canoe. Like, it, you know, it was much, it was much less steep. Uh-huh. Um, it was much more like a hill of rocks with water coming down it. But it was still, like... Scary. scary. I definitely yeah. could have been hurt. And um, as I started to fall, I remember not being panicked at all. It felt like time slowed down, and I was just like, "You should flip over so that ah. you're gonna land like on the fleshiest How old were part." You? I was in high school. Oh, okay, yeah. And so I just like turned my body around and made sure to like tuck my head when I landed in mm. the pool of water, so I like wouldn't hit my head because that was really the only thing that was gonna like be really dangerous as if I hit my head on a rock or something. And I splashed into the pool and I got up and I was totally fine. And I knew I was fine. But everyone else else was totally panicked. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, And I got, you know, I got pretty scraped up on my my leg and stuff, but I just remember in the moment it being like very clear to me what I needed to do and not being worried about it at all. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But your instincts kicked in too. Yes. Yeah. Your instincts. But I also can totally see myself running away. If like, <laughs> I think if a saber tooth tiger, tiger, saber tooth tiger came, I'm pretty sure I would run and hide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because it's all about logic. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the human body is really designed to keep us alive, mm-hmm. and and I think that, and that's also a very good point too. Is that you notice everything almost slows and everything becomes calm even though from someone watching the situation it probably happened all very fast Mm -hmm. probably all in a split second but it is amazing how clear our thinking becomes in moments of sheer Mm -hmm. you know emergency um and you hear about that all the time too like Mm -hmm. people when something really crazy is about to happen everything just slows um, but right. then people react very quickly, but it's mm-hmm. like, you just become a lot sharper because you have to totally because you have to. And it's at the point where you don't even have any control over it. Your body is going to take mm-hmm. care of it for you. So that's you why my body is an amazing thing, you know? Good. So that's yeah. why stress is good because it's designed to keep you alive. So it, if caveman encountered the saber tooth tiger and was like, Hey buddy, you know, he's not <laughs> going to, let's be BFF. Right. Um, I'm not you know, about this at all. We would have no human species right now right. if that were the case. So everything is designed to keep us alive. Everything that happens to the human body is designed to keep the human race um, thriving. So we have this fight or flight response. And nowadays, oh, and then when the fight or flight response happens, a lot is happening within the body Mm -hmm. from a physiological standpoint. The thing is now we feel this fight or flight response, uh, some people on an almost daily basis. Mm -hmm. Um, I know a lot of people who I feel like are always in a constant state 
of um, life or death. Yeah. And even though nothing is actually physically harming them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing with um, the thing with fight or flight is that the stress gets released from the body immediately. Mm-hmm. The stress is physicalized and the situation is taken care of. So nowadays in modern society, we do have this fight or flight response. We're just going to use this deadline again. Um, yeah. And we've all been there. I remember with school, um, for me, feeling very panicky. That mm-hmm. was what um, that was what I felt, I would mm-hmm. say, during my moments of like school or work or deadline stress was that I felt like I, I just wouldn't breathe for like eight hours while I was like writing a paper and mm-hmm. everything would just stiffen up. And I actually think that that's what led to my neck pain mm-hmm. that I dealt with for so many years, um, which is, you know, totally fine now. But and there are so many really there are so many correlations between stress and physical pain, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But the important thing to remember is that stress was supposed to be physicalized. But now we just let this toxic stress stay in our body. Mm-hmm. So now we have a deadline coming up, which we're just going to stick to that example. And the stakes are high. The stakes are really high. If we don't get this document in by 5 p.m., <laughs> we're going to lose these. We're going to lose the clients mm-hmm. or, um, you know, we will be punished by the boss. Mm-hmm. So your body does not know that that stress you are feeling the sweaty palms, pupils dilating. Your body doesn't realize that that stress is not life threatening. So it thinks it is. Right. So it's still doing all those things, mainly releasing cortisol. Which is Let's a talk big about cortisol. Thing. Yeah, cortisol is a big, big, big thing. So cortisol is a hormone that your body releases in times of stress. So cortisol is a hormone, and it's responsible for setting off just all these kind of physiological responses. So cortisol is designed to help you store weight. So the thing with stress is that when you are stressed, you release cortisol. Cortisol was designed to keep caveman fat. <laughs> right. Because it was if you're under to stress, fat. you mm-hmm. need to hold on to your food in yeah. case there isn't food for a while. Exactly. Because you can't leave your cave because there's a tiger out there. Exactly. Because either the tiger is out there or winter has hit and there's severe famine and the body fat is designed to keep you alive. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I've also mentioned this before in other episodes a lot of times we hear people kind of cursing cortisol and like, boo, stress, you know, oh, like that sucks that the human body is designed to store right. fat. And to which my response is, uh, thank God the human body is still designed to store fat because look at so many other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Look at so many other parts of the world where people actually are starving. And the only reason why they're alive is because their body is fighting to keep them alive. Totally. Also, I have a friend who's like, who like almost died because her body wasn't producing cortisol. Yeah. Um, and was she severely underweight? Or um, that I'm not, I don't know the details okay. of the situation, but, um, but yeah, like had they not figured it out when they did, yeah, it could have been really, really bad. Yeah. So it's almost like, you know, let's not be angry that our bodies are just trying to keep us alive and our mm-hmm. bodies are trying to, um, our bodies are trying to store fat. Instead, you get to hear Daphne's tips and tricks <laughs> to reduce your cortisol levels so you can feel more awesome. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, and there are also, you know, physical, I think we're kidding ourselves if we're saying that like, oh, we don't care about, you know, the weight parts of stress because most people do. We do. And, yeah. um, you know, that is totally fine and it makes sense that that's a concern. But also, even if we lost no weight ever, it would still be important to reduce stress from a mental 
and emotional standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to talk about that too, because, you know, we, we can't know how your body is going to respond um, necessarily, but we do know that like reducing stress is an important part of your life, even if it has no effect on your weight whatsoever. Yeah. Um, because, um, living in that constant state of stress, um, makes most people unhappy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and makes them irritable to the people that they love, um, can often like keep you from achieving the stuff you want to achieve. Um, just like keeps you out of the present moment, I think. Um, so in talking about just like quality of life, um, stress is bad for those reasons too. Like Mm -hmm. it gets in the way of the awesome stuff you want to do. Definitely. It's it, even if we aren't talking about stress and the correlation to body fat, um, reducing stress and acknowledging if you are stressed and if you are, um, too stressed, I think it's just a really healthy place to start so you can address it because ultimately we here at just one more podcast want you guys to be happier, healthier, more awesome people. Yay. <laughs> so we know that okay. stress affects our physical bodies in terms of metabolism and inflammation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is there anything else that yeah. we should include in that yeah. category? And, and stress also makes you a little bit more hungry because when you do release this cortisol, this hormone cortisol, um, this chain of events, this chain of um, things that happen, when cortisol is released in your bloodstream, you become way less sensitive to leptin. And leptin is the one hormone in your brain that tells you you are full. Hmm. So when this happens, you tend to eat more and you you really like desire a lot more sugar a lot more calories so stress eating is a thing absolutely so addressing your stress levels i find one of the best ways to reduce stress levels and we'll talk about all stress like level uh, stress reduction yeah but you need to sleep because also when you don't get enough sleep we've talked about this before too where your brain only functions on glucose Mm -hmm. so naturally if you don't get enough sleep and you're feeling tired and groggy and your brain feels foggy um that kind of rhymed uh (laughs) then you are of course going to crave sugary carb heavy things totally yeah well let's talk about some strategies for reducing stress so there are lots of things out there telling you how to reduce your stress And I think often people ignore them because they start with the psychological and emotional Mm -hmm. um, instead of starting with the physical. And I think there are things you can do to reduce your stress that just have to do with your physical body. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really useful, especially when we're talking about this like fight or flight response, which is a physical response to um, either a physical or psychological stressor, Mm -hmm. um, that there's stuff you can do to your body to lower your stress that has nothing to do with like touchy-feely mumbo-jumbo. Mm-hmm. Um, so sleep was the first one yeah, sleep that the I first had one. on my list. Yeah, sleep is the first one. Um, not necessarily an easy one for some people, but uh, turning off your devices about an hour before bed, which is hard for all of us. It's hard for me. Um, and uh, I, I keep telling myself I'm going to get an alarm clock so I can charge my phone outside of the bedroom, but, you know, <laughs> we're all human. Um <laughs> But um, yeah, making sure you have good quality of sleep and sleep is another one where it's, you know, people brag about how little sleep they got last night. And I'm always like, no, that's a bad thing. Like um, all the times that I've really struggled with my weight were the times that I was the most exhausted. For me, it was when I first started personal training and was probably working out maybe a little too much. I think I was overtraining, but I also had 5.45 a.m. clients. So I would sleep for a few hours, wake up, train some clients, and then 
fall back asleep in the afternoon and it was the worst scenario possible and remember being at my heaviest. My body Mm -hmm. was under so much physical stress because it was exhausted. My body thought something is about to happen. Daphne's life is under attack Mm -hmm. (laughs) by her clients. No, just kidding. (laughs) But, um, but, um, my but by body, your schedule, for by sure. By my schedule, yeah. And so sleep is the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if all you do is try to get some more sleep, try to get a solid sleep schedule going, that mm-hmm. is a, goes a long way toward um, reducing your stress. Definitely. The second one is exercise. Mm. Remember how I said with fight or flight, the caveman physicalized the stress. He got it out of his body by either fighting the mastodon or running away from the saber-toothed tiger, he did something. Mm -hmm. So now we feel super stressed. We have a deadline coming up, but we're just sitting. And with this tech boom, and I know, like, you, I love all things tech. I think it's, like, my fiancé. Actually, no, he's not in tech. Is he a robot? He's in finance. Now, I was about to say, like, (laughs) I I know so many people in, like, the tech industry. My husband. Your husband is in the tech industry. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, clients, everything. Like, I love the tech boom. I think it's so cool that that's... That's the direction this world is going in. But at the same time, people are turning into robots in the sense that, and maybe this is even before the tech boom, but people are just at their desks and they feel the stress of this so-called deadline Mm -hmm. that that Joanna and I know nothing about. No, just kidding. We do. Joanna and I have very tight (laughs) deadlines. We have deadlines. Joanna and I have have such high stress lives, guys. guys, We just never sleep. We never sleep. We we're also so don't busy. eat food. We don't eat anything, and we're just like it's so very stressed. hard for us. Like, oh my god, like, like very high cortisol levels. <laughs> so um, now human feels stressed, but instead of physicalizing the stress to get this toxic stress out of the body, human stays at desk, stays at computer, and continues typing away mm-hmm. frantically, and then goes to happy hour afterwards, <laughs> you know, if they're lucky. Right, <laughs> totally. So we need to physicalize the stress. Uh, so rule number two, get the stress out of your body. We do that by exercising. We do that by sweating. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how important exercise is um, for reducing stress levels. I still remember when I was 14 years old, my very uh, one of the classes we all had to take in high school was just a one semester health class. Mm-hmm. And I remember like the assignments and already at that point in time, I was like in all the AP classes, but everyone had to take health. Yeah. So I was like, what is this like, s- like silly thing? Like the assignment was draw- using colored pencils, like make a little pamphlet on what stress is and how to reduce stress. And at the time being like, this is the stupidest assignment. Like I have a seven page <gasps> essay did due. you know that, and that like, was what you were going like, to do for the rest yeah, of your life. <laughs> right. I was like, I have like geometry homework and like, and then I have to, um, I have to, you know, get this like seven page paper in for this class as a freshman. And I was probably putting stress on myself. Uh-huh. Um, and being like, I have to make this pamphlet with colored pencils, like for like silly health class. Little did I know that, and of course in the pamphlet, it's all the things we're talking about right now, you know, like little did I know how big of a part that was going to play later on exercise. Exercise is so important. It doesn't even need to be a class or like, you know, I know yoga of course is so great. It doesn't even need to be like meditative exercise. Mm -hmm. Just get out of your environment. Just move your body. Even if you can't get out of your environment, you know, when I don't have time to leave Mm -hmm. the apartment, I will squeeze in something like yesterday, like no time, but I managed to do three sets of, I think I did 
what did I do? I did bird dogs, I did planks, and I did one other exercise, and then I did a couple stretches, and I felt immensely better afterwards. I felt immensely better because I was I felt myself starting to get a little overwhelmed with, you know, things that were happening, and and I was like, you know, you just got to do it. So physicalize your stress. Break a sweat, move your body, get the stress out of your body. Totally. The third one is you want to eat vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like these are your answers for everything. They Matthew. are. They really are. <laughs> and they they directly correlate to reducing stress levels. So um, you want to eat vegetables, but I'll tell you why. Uh, if we can get as many nutrients into your body, we can reduce that physical stressor of ever potentially getting sick. Because mm. getting sick is a huge physical stressor on your body. And... Um, talking about sickness from like a flu, you know, cold standpoint. Yeah. But there's also cancer and there are big sicknesses out there. And if we fuel our bodies properly, we can keep those stress levels down so that our immune system is up and that we, because how many times have you gotten sick during times of stress? Like yeah. every time I yeah. do a show ever? Same here. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you remember? Like, I feel like tech week, everyone tech gets week. sick. Tech week. It's mm -hmm. always tech week for performers or no finals week in school. Yeah. No one's exercising. They're not eating vegetables. Yeah. So you have to, so those are my, my main goals for how to just reduce, um, physical stressors. Mm -hmm. And then also things like, um, making sure that there aren't too many toxic things in your environment. Mm -hmm. So not having all the inflammation like, stuff we talked about. All the inflammation about. stuff we talked about. So like having too many, um, like, you know, household cleaners. And then also, I know this one's a hard one, for, but for people who sit in environments where there's like really harsh fluorescent lighting, it's like try to make the space, try to make your environment a little bit less stressful. Stick a plant on your desk, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. so, so, so these are all things that help reduce physical stress. Can I throw a couple other things in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so one that I've talked about before is four, seven, eight breaths. And this is something specific that my doctor specifically recommended for, um, sort of like cluing your body in to check out of fight or flight mode. Um, and, uh, I'll include a little video, um, in the show notes, but it's basically like you breathe in through your nose for a count of four, you hold your breath for a count of seven, and then you let your breath out for a count of eight. And you do that for four to eight repetitions. Oh, I'm doing that right now. It, it feels is great. Super effective for um, sort of getting rid of that like jittery, panicky feeling that is like a physical. That's sort of my physical tell that I'm stressed is when I start to get that like jittery, panicky feeling. And doing that breathing, um, it's like sort of flipping a switch in my body where it doesn't change my circumstances. It doesn't change the facts of the situation, but it does sort of click my body out of fight or flight, um, which uh, I find really effective. Mm -hmm. um, something else people use for that is meditation, um, either developing a meditation practice or just like trying it out once in a while. That's another good way. Um, I think we often put meditation in the realm of emotional and it is useful emotionally, but I think it's also useful physically. Yeah, because it does actually activate a chain of physical responses in mm -hmm. your body. Yeah. Um, another thing that you've suggested to me in the past is using a sauna. If yeah. you have access to a sauna. Yeah, that was the next thing I was going to say. And that one's even like fun and enjoyable. Oh, gosh. Nothing like a nice sauna. People recommend steam and sauna. I personally prefer sauna because I like to sweat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, I actually feel like the sauna has more medical benefits than just the steam room. 
but the sauna is really great for reducing stress in your body from an emotional standpoint and that you do go in and you do start to feel a little calm and mm-hmm. relax but also from a from a physical standpoint it 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 does a lot for your intestines it does a lot for your heart and it just really helps with your joints and your muscles it reduces that inflammation we were talking about so mm-hmm. sauna 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 it up and the last thing I was going to say from the physical standpoint and this is sort of the flip side of eat vegetables which is um trying to cut out foods that stress your system. Mm -hmm. So if you know that you have food allergies or food sensitivities and you're eating those foods anyway, that's putting stress on your body. Um, That's not to say that no one should eat gluten or dairy because not everyone has a sensitivity to gluten or dairy. Mm -hmm. But if you know that you do and you are continuing to eat those foods um, and you're looking for a way to reduce physical stress on your body, maybe try cutting it out cutting out yeah. the things that you know you're sensitive to um and also we talked about how processed foods are hard for your body to break down mm-hmm. um so keeping those things out gives your body more energy to do other stuff mm-hmm. kind of like how we were talking about how smoking and alcohol that that's actually considered a physical stressor on your body same thing as um ingesting foods that aren't necessarily real foods that mm-hmm. puts a stressor on your body that is you putting sometimes you know toxic things into your body cool yeah so that's physical ways to address stress now let's talk about the emotional, the emotional psychological psychological we, you have to identify the the root cause first first step is to identify the root cause we can't always eliminate the root cause. Right. That's the thing. We can't eliminate the if root it's cause. Because, it's if like, it's, I have kids. We're <laughs> not going <laughs> to not have kids uh, This anymore. is very true. Yeah. And kind of like what you just said about the deep breathing, which felt really great. I just had so much coffee and I like, <laughs> and was like talking for so long that uh-huh. I didn't even realize like, oh my God, I haven't Also, breathed. we're talking about stress, which makes <laughs> us feel stressed. I know. I, or we just get excited talking about it. Maybe. So we are, you know, super jittery. Um, or it's my espresso. So <laughs> with um, identifying the stressor, we can't always eliminate the stressor. And just like what you said about the deep breathing, this is what I tell my clients with exercise. I always say, I know this workout isn't going to get rid of your boss. I know this workout <laughs> is not going to switch your job. Mm-hmm. And I know this workout is not going to change your relationship situation um, or lack thereof, mm-hmm. but it's going to help you better handle it. So um, use these tips and techniques also to aid your emotional stress life. But mm-hmm. the important thing is to identify the stress, and then if you can, eliminate it. Right. Um, there's something to Go be said for if the job that you have is stressing you out and affecting your health, like that would be a good reason to try and find another job mm-hmm. if you have if you that flexibility. Yeah, yeah. If something is really making you really unhappy, whether it's a person in your life or it's a situation in your life, I think now's a good time to really address it and to know that like you are the you are the creator of your own life. Like mm-hmm. you are the designer of your own life. I just got very Oprah Winfrey. Yes. Just now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you get a car. I do. <laughs> But, um, but I do think it's very true, and I think that we do design and create our own lives, and if there's something that is making you drastically unhappy, like terribly unhappy and super stressed, well, you know, you can address it, and if you can't eliminate, go ahead and eliminate it, but if you can't eliminate it, identify what it is, and then you have to take responsibility for not letting this destroy you, and you have to take responsibility for harnessing your stress 
and you have to take responsibility for controlling your stress and not letting said thing Mm -hmm. affect you because it will take years off of your life and it will potentially make you gain weight. Totally. And don't take, um, what other people assume you have to do as a rule. For example, um, many people get their work email on their phone and for many people that is a requirement. Um, but, uh, take my husband for an example at his um, previous job. Um, it wasn't a requirement. It was just sort of assumed that everyone did because in tech, like there are no boundaries. Yeah. Um, but it was really important to him to have that boundary. So he just didn't get his work email on his phone mm-hmm. and he didn't tell anyone mm-hmm. and no one noticed for four years. So that's amazing. Uh, that's really great. Sometimes we think things aren't changeable Yeah. and they really are. Yeah. So think about what you want your boundaries to be. Like I often get work related emails at weird times of day. I don't mind receiving them, but I've decided that like for me, I only want to reply to work related emails during the work day mm-hmm. um, because I think it, sets an expectation about when I'm going to be available. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that may not be an option for everyone, but yeah. it's something that's important to me. So I set that boundary. Um, a couple other things to throw out there. Um, therapy. Ther- yeah. <laughs> therapy. Yeah. Uh, if you have a good oh therapist gosh. is like the best. Seriously. That's, that's a big one. And one that we fully support. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Totally. Um, it's, it's really, um, great to feel like there is someone on your team. Yeah. Um, and a therapist who is a good therapist should feel like a member of your team. Who's like working with you to help get you to like your most awesome from like a mental, emotional standpoint. And I think that's kind of like how we talk about how exercise is a way to physicalize your stress. I also feel like with therapy, even just talking about everything for one hour, it gets it out of your body. Mm -hmm. It still releases it from yourself. Um, maybe not so much from a physical standpoint, but from an emotional standpoint. Mm-hmm. I know my business coach acts as my therapist. Well, you kind of act as my therapist yeah. in our sessions too. Mm-hmm. Um, because just having someone to talk, someone you're paying to talk about your life <laughs> or to listen to you talk about your life is valuable. It is I really think. valuable. Um, yeah. Especially if they have like professional expertise right, that they can right. offer you. Very true. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I'd recommend all those things too. Um, Anything else that um, yeah, you'd recommend? I think you know f- other ways to reduce physical stress on the body. Acupuncture and mm. chiropractic care always help me personally because that is really just reducing the stress response in your body. Mm-hmm. I know chiropractic care and stress are directly related. I always feel a lot better afterwards, and um, yeah, I think that it's um, yeah, it, it's it's okay to be stressed. I think this is important for people who are overstressed to take a big deep breath and to know that they don't have to fight so hard and they don't have to push so hard to be busy and to be stressed. And for people to um, acknowledge the things in the, in their lives that might be making them a little unhappy and then Mm -hmm. either harnessing your stress response so that you can better handle that situation or eliminating yourself from that situation. But you know, one final thing I want to say is, you know, when your body is feeling relaxed and safe, that's a big thing too. Mm-hmm. When your body feels safe, because caveman was not safe when that saber tooth right, tiger, right. caveman was not safe when it was winter and there was no food around. Caveman was not necessarily safe. Mm-hmm. That's why the body stored the fat. Um, people in parts of history uh, were not necessarily safe. And the body's response kept them alive during times of starvation or terrible things happening. And currently, people who are in situations that are not 
safe from an environmental standpoint, emotional standpoint, you know, that's why the body stress response exists. It's to keep you alive in that time. But when you are feeling relaxed and when you are feeling safe, your body is programmed to function optimally. And that's, I think, like the main thing I kind of want to close off with is that it's a good thing to feel relaxed Mm -hmm. and it's a good thing to feel safe and it's a good thing to feel comfortable and it's a good thing to feel happy and ultimately that's where we want everyone to be at and ultimately that's what we want everyone to feel so just by taking these little tips and tricks and taking our suggestions to almost trick your body into not being stressed Mm -hmm. and to trick your body into not releasing cortisol that's really how we kind of live our, our best lives Totally. Our most present lives possible. And let's challenge each other to stop using stress as a stand-in for success. Yeah, um, yeah. Because, uh, you know, a lot of times, like, we are building the stress among each other because it's the way that we signify that we're successful. Mm-hmm. And if instead we start to say that, like, success um, to me is, you know, being able to be relaxed and um, confident and with my body working optimally. Yeah. Um, And that might mean that someone is working more hours than me, but that doesn't mean that person's more successful, Mm -hmm. um, you know, to stop having this like stress Olympics with each other and instead support the decisions that we're each making to try to take stress out of our lives. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that would, that's a great, I think that's a barometer of success. I think the barometer of success is saying to your friends, yeah, I've been doing great. Mm Things are fine. Mm-hmm. I feel good. Yeah. I got enough sleep last night. Right. Work is fine. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, um, especially living in New York city and, um, this is definitely something that I bear witness to. I think more often than not, I do get the sense that people feel like that the more busy they are or the more stressed they are, the more successful they are, um, kind of, especially in this, it's like very validating for them, right. especially in like the nine to five. And I know mm-hmm. it's not nine to five. It's like eight to like 7 right. PM, um, kind of corporate world. So let's work on, let's work on reversing that. That's right. As and Daphne always says, you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself before assisting others. Yep. Focus on reducing your own stress. Uh, and then, uh, you are going to be a better, more successful person in the world. Mm-hmm. Take care of yourselves. So as a little takeaway, Stress exists in our bodies to keep us alive, but we often feel it in situations that are not actually life or death. Um, And so that's what we want to work on is reducing our stress when it's not actually stress that's keeping us alive. And there are physical stressors like um, things like uh, environmental stuff, toxins in your environment, injuries, um, stuff like that. And then there are mental and emotional stressors like fear, or anxiety, or sadness, sadness, all those grief, all those things, um, and those that kind of those kinds of stress, um, we aren't releasing because we're not actually fighting a saber toothed tiger. We're like dealing with a deadline, and because of that, it has some negative effects on our body, including um, increasing inflammation, um, releasing cortisol, which is the hormone that helps us store body fat. Um, that we don't actually need. Um, and so we want to reduce our stress and we can do that by getting enough sleep, exercising, um, eating vegetables, you do some meditation, some four, seven, eight breaths, a little sauna, eating good foods, not eating bad foods, not that foods are good or bad, but not eating foods that stress our system, whatever that means for us. Mm -hmm. Um, 
going to therapy, if we want to go to some therapy, um, identifying the stressors in our lives and removing them when possible. And if not setting some boundaries and at least just acknowledging what the stress is. Um, and with all of those tips, we're all going to congratulate each other for lowering our stress and try to stop using stress as a synonym for success. That's great. Thanks, Daphne. This one deserves a round of applause. That was a great takeaway. Thank you. Yeah. This is a segment we call Daphne's Favorite Exercise, where Daphne tells us one of her favorite exercises these days and makes me do it, and I usually grunt a lot. So today I thought I asked if we could do an arm thing, and she goes, oh yeah, we could do a really fun (laughs) push-up. And I rolled my eyes so far that I had to go get them from the next room. So what's this really fun push-up that you want us to do, Daphne? Oh, Joanna. Oh, Joanna. I know, your eyes did, um, we did have to retrieve them after they rolled back. (laughs) Isn't that enough exercise for today? Going to get my eyeballs. So, you know, I'm all about bodyweight exercises and if you don't have equipment that is a okay but I'm also about making exercises more fun and more interesting and more challenging and also progressing the movement so that it never gets stale and so we keep our muscles nice and confused (laughs) so Joanna today I'm gonna have you do and probably a modified version for your shoulder right but we're gonna do a modified push-up with two shoulder taps. What? All right, so I assume I it's have to gonna, get over here on the floor. It's going to challenge your core like, whoa. <laughs> you could also do this on the edge of the... Eh, we'll do modified. Or you could also do it on the edge of the, um, of the couch. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> so, so with the push-up, I'm going to have Joanna hit a push-up plank position. All right. I'm going to do it on the edge of this chair. Okay, so perfect. It won't be as far from the mic. All right, sounds good. Okay. Okay. So Joanna is going. Joanna's on a chair right now in a push-up plank. She's going to do one push-up. Okay, great. She did the push-up. Now she's going to. T- Whoa, that was an <laughs> elbow crack. She's going to take one hand, touch her shoulder really quick, put it down, do the other one. Yay! That was it. Hooray! Oh my God. And then yeah. Oh my gosh, that's why we're doing it. You can stand up now. Yeah. <laughs> great work, Joanna. That will definitely fire you up. And I wasn't even all the way down on the ground. I was uh, yeah. on the edge of a chair. So it's a push-up with a shoulder tap, with two shoulder taps. So essentially all you're doing, and you can do this modified, you can do it on a chair, you can do this on the ground with your knees um, on the ground, that's the modified version, or just do this on your feet. You do one nice deep push-up, and then keeping your hips as still as you can, you take one hand, touch the opposite shoulder, put it back down, take the other hand, touch the opposite shoulder, put it back down, and then you repeat, but then you alternate the shoulder taps. So Ah. it goes push-up, shoulder tap, shoulder tap, and then push-up, shoulder tap, shoulder tap, just keep right left and then push up, and then left, right. So the reason why this is harder, it's going to challenge your core so much more, and it's going to work your arms like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) And that is my fun push-up exercise. Awesome. Joanna, wasn't that fun? So fun. I think it was fun. Oh, my God, just the most fun. I can't (laughs) wait to do it again. No, it did did feel very effective. How about that? (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Daphne. Thank you. (laughs) 
Thanks for listening to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne. Our show is hosted by Daphne Yang and me, Joanna Shaw-Flam. We're produced and edited by me. Our theme music is by Hannah vs. The Many, who you can hear at hannahvsthemany.com. We'll be back next week. You can make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing to Just One More on iTunes, Google Play Music, or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. For show notes and for help subscribing, you can go to our website, justonemorepodcast.com. Let us know what you think. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Just One More Pod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Just One More Podcast, or you can email us at info at justonemorepodcast.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.